Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of When Ghosts Speak. Mary Ann, you got another story for us. Oh, I do. And this one will perk up some ears, I'm sure. Uh, I had cleared Gary and Barb's house. They had a couple of ghosts, sort of -of run-of-the-mill ghosts, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing that a podcast could be done about, until she called me back. And they had two little girls when she called me back, and she was pregnant with a third little girl. Now, when I met her the first time, she was pregnant with their first child. So this was, you know, this was a while. And the kids, the girls were like four, two, and the baby. So it was, they were all two years apart. Barb called me when the baby was about 18 months old. The two older girls at this time were six and four. She says, the seeds are all in place, Marianne, but something is not right. She said... All the girls had their own room. This was a pretty large house, and but all three little girls had their own rooms. And the four-year-old, the middle girl, was always in bed with the six-year-old almost every night. She was afraid of her bedroom. And her name was Emmy, and she said someone was playing with her feet at night and pulling off her covers. Barb said that was the beginning. Over the next week, that particular week, the girls had flop-eared pet bunnies. And almost every night, they got out of their cages. Emmy couldn't open the cages on her own, so I thought Maggie, who was the six-year-old, was doing it. But she said, no, Mom, I, was, I, I wouldn't do that. She was really upset with me because she thought I didn't believe her. The couple said later that they ended up putting on each of the the rabbit's crates or cages um, locks so that the girls really couldn't do it. And that stopped the cages from being opened. But... Then they found the whole cage sitting on the dining room table one morning. It just got picked up and moved. So Gary said he came upstairs to say he was leaving for work. And he leaves for work around quarter to seven in the morning. And he, he woke me up and he said, honey, he said, why did you go back downstairs last night? And she goes, she said, I I didn't go back downstairs. And he said, yes, you did. She said, no, I didn't. And she said, why are you saying that? He said, well, I went to get, I started the coffee pot and I went in the cupboard to get a mug. He said, and all the pots and pans were in there. And she looked at him and she said, The pots and pans are in the coffee cupboard? He said, yeah. He said, and the silverware drawer is the silverware anymore. 
that's the junk drawer. And he said, the bread box had crackers in it. There was no bread in it. He said, when did you do that? She said, I thought he was crazy. She said, Gary, you emptied the dishwasher out last night at 10 o'clock. I came upstairs to get ready for bed. You came up 15 minutes later. And he said, yeah, I remember you were already asleep. And I, she said, I never went back downstairs. And they just looked at each other. They could not figure out how in the world the, the, the whole kitchen just got turned around. And he said, okay. He said, are we going to move it back? And she said, well, yeah. She says, I don't want my pots and pans on the top shelves. I want them in the lower cupboards. And he said, okay. He said, we'll do it then. And Gary said, you are really good. He said, because he really thought she did it. He said, you're really good. I don't know how you could sneak out of bed and do that. She goes, Gary, I didn't do it. She said, and I'm tired of telling you that. And Gary said, okay. He said, then we got to figure out what happened. And she said to Gary, she said, you know, maybe there's a ghost in the house. And he said, well, the last time there were ghosts in the house, nothing like this happened. She said, yeah, I know. So before he left for work, they ran around the whole house checking to see if all the seeds were where they were supposed to be. And of course they were. So she says to me, this is the final straw. She said, I'm calling because Maggie and Emmy got up this morning. I went to get their clothes out of the closet while they were brushing their teeth. I was in Maggie's room and all of Emmy's clothes were in Maggie's drawers. All of Maggie's clothes were in Emmy's drawers. She said, there's no way the girls could have done this. They were nice and neat. It's not like they were bunched up and thrown in a drawer. And I said, Maggie, why are Emmy's clothes in your drawer? And Emmy said, Mom, I saw you last night. She said, well, I sort of saw you. She says it was dark, but I, it, was, it was you. And Barb just stared at her. Now, the two girls' rooms were joined by a bathroom. They're called Jack and Jill bathrooms, where there's a bedroom off each bathroom so they could look into each other's bedrooms, but they could close the doors too. So they were both in there, and she, I said to Emmy, where did you see me? She says, I saw you coming out of the bathroom holding my clothes. And I, Barb just shook her head. She said, you know, Marianne, she said, the, the kitchen being rearranged, she said, uh, the other stuff that's happening, she said, but not the kids. She says, I just, I, this is starting to worry me. She says, and then I got scared because Betsy, who's the baby, the 18-month-old, was still sleeping. And I went into her room and I thought, oh, my God, I hope something didn't happen in here. And But she was still in her crib sleeping, except every stuffed 
animal the girls had were in the crib with her. I had to move the toys to find her. There were stuffed toys in her crib from Betsy's room, Emmy's room, and Maggie's room. So somebody was really busy running around collecting toys. And the baby cannot get out of her crib on her own. She said, there's no way. I mean, she's 18 months old. She, I'm surprised she hasn't tried yet, but she's never done it. So, and she says, and she couldn't have gotten into the girls' rooms anyway. And I said, okay. I said, so she says, Marianne, she says, what in the heck is going on? Can you please help us? I don't like them messing with the kids. She said, plus, I like my kitchen cupboards the way I set them up. I said, well, I knew from talking to her on the phone that there were no earthbound spirits in the house. The seeds worked. But I did hear a very high-pitched noise. It was constant. Yes, we folk. Absolutely. And they were having a really good time in that house. And I explained to Barb on the phone about the wee folk. Fairies, trolls, leprechauns, sprites, I worries. I said, they are real. And some of them are really trouble. And she said, Marianne, all the Quincy's are in place. How did they get in? I said, the Quincy's have no effect on them, Barb. I says, they're not dead. I says, they're jumping in from another dimension. I said, so uh, there's, the seeds have no effect on them at all. And I said, and, and you have to understand, some of the wee folk are really mean to kids and animals, especially the leprechauns with animals. And I says, when I make that statement, there's a lot of people that are from Ireland or are Irish that do not agree with me at all about leprechauns. But there's a lot more to them than the pot of gold, let me tell you. And as far as the girls, they didn't hurt them, but they really like scaring them. And they don't do it for the energy. They Like the earthbound spirits do, they just do it because they like to do it, because they can do it, and because they want to do it. And who's going to stop them? I says, and... That's what's going on in your house. And she says, well, what am I supposed to do? So I explained to her about the earthbound solution or the uh, we folk solution. And I, and she said, I've got to do that for six months. I said, you do. And she said, no, I'll sell the house first. And I started laughing. <laughs> Ooh, the I, house is a lot harder than just swabbing the doorways and windowsills. Yeah, right. I, I says, really, Barb? I said, you're going to move with three kids? I says, please. I said, don't do that. She says, well, can you come and do it? I says, no, I cannot. They are not mine. They're yours. I says, it's not my house. It's your house. I says, but I will come over. She was so freaked out. Normally, I would not go to somebody's house about wee folk. But I, 
it, I, she, she was at her last nerve. I said, okay. I said, I'll come out. I'll explain it to you. And I'll tell you what you have to do. I said, I, I admit it's a pain and it's time consuming, but if you want them to be gone, this is what you have to do. And I gave her the solution to get rid of them. I says, but you or Gary have got to do it. This is over a six month period. And I said, this is the only way it's going to work. She said, all right. So I went out. Now, when I had gone out the first time, I remember sitting in her dining room, looking out the window. Her backyard was absolutely stunning. It was wooded and it, you couldn't, I mean, and I said to her, I remember asking, I said, is all this your property? She said, no, no. She says, we're only to the tree line or a little bit over the tree line. She says, but we bought this because they said nothing is ever going to be built back there. And it was always going to look like a park setting. I says, nice. And she says, yeah, there's a little creek back there and a little ravine. She says, it's, it's really nice back there. She says, we've got a few paths through there that we've gone and looked. And I says, oh, that's nice. So now I walk in now. We go sit in the same dining room and I look at the window. There's maybe four trees in the backyard. Everything was cut down. I said, my God, what happened? She said, well, you know that property back there that the city owned that they said they were never going to build? I said, oh, no. She said, well, they are, she says, but... Apparently, the little creek that was back there ended up ended up getting some um, rainwater and sewer water in it. So the city had to do some kind of big hoop to do back there to stop that from happening. They filled it in, and they there. You know, it goes forward. You're not going to stop somebody if they think they're going to make money. So that answered my question. I was trying to figure out where all of these we folk came from. I mean, they don't always need an excuse, but I'm going to guess they were all pretty happy in their little wonderful area back there with the wood sprites and the tree sprites and the fairies and the trolls and everything else that could be back there. And they just decided to come into her house. I said, have your neighbor said anything? She said, well, the one next door said that her little boy keeps getting locked in the bathroom and we can't figure out how come. And now he's scared to death to go to the bathroom. That's horrible if you're trying to potty train him. Like that kid will never potty train if he's never again. That's right. <laughs> and I said, Oh, that's too bad. And she said, Okay, she says, let me ask you this. And we'll go ahead and do this. She said, if this works, can I give my neighbor this solution and tell her what to do? I said, absolutely. I says, as a matter of fact, she can do it the same time you do it. Just do it. I said, what difference does it make? And she said, 
and I and Gary was there, or uh, Eric was there too. And I said, um, listen, I said, when I drove up, I noticed that there's a window really high up, a round window really high up in the top part of the house. She goes, yeah. And I said, Gary, I said, tell me, can you get to that window? He said, no, I cannot. And I said, no, that's not a good answer. I said, you've got to figure out some way to get to that attic. I don't care if you have to get a carpenter out here and put a hole in the floors and a ladder to get in there. I says, but you miss one window. It's not going to work. He said, all right. He says, I will do what I have to do. I said, okay. What did he end up having to do? Well, if, if he wanted to stop him, he didn't have much choice. Did he have to get somebody out there or did he find he that? Was no, he was pretty handy. I think he was able to do it himself. But on the other hand, I don't think I'd want to go back and look to see what it looks like either. So I don't know. You know, some and 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 not being mean, but some guys just think they can do everything. You know, at least try. What can I say? It's the guy thing. Sometimes you can tell self handyman work versus professional hired handyman work. That's right. <laughs> this goes a long way sometimes. But if he put the hole in the side of a closet, like most of them are, it, it, who cares? And mm -hmm. after six months was up, you could nail it shut. So. Right. And it would be a dumb thing. So that <laughs> that is the way this one went. But I know we really haven't done anything with we folk. And mm -hmm. this is just one of the things that can happen. And again, you know, mean to the kids and mean to animals. And it's not something you want. She called me. About two years later, she was pregnant again with another girl. And so this is going to be the fourth girl. And I don't know how somebody can do that because I certainly couldn't do that. How can you, how, how, how can somebody space their kids exactly two years apart? I mean, that, there's a talent to that. Good luck. Yeah. Very good luck. <laughs> right. And I said, Oh, no. I says, why are you calling? And she said, no, 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 no. She says, the house is wonderful. She says, and I thought about it. She said, when I found out I was pregnant with this one, she said, I just called to tell you, thank you for talking me out of selling the house. She says, because this is where I really want to raise the girls. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Especially if it was big enough to have so many little ones running through it all the time. Well, the bedrooms were huge and those little girls, they could, three of them could have fit in one room. The, the rooms were really big. So it, it was fine. It was good. And like I said, and she said the back air didn't look too bad anyway. She said they put a pool in and she said, so they were going to have to take down some trees anyway. And apparently when they first moved in, they wanted to put it in a pool, but they were, told not to because there were too many trees and it would be a pain with the pool trying to keep them out of the pool all the time. Mm. And so she said, so one thing worked out so we could do this. She said, so she was positive about it, which was good. I mean, for as bad as she took it, it flipped around. So it turned out to be just fine. 
well, good, good. <laughs> you can go from, oh my God, we're still in the house to <laughs> we're staying here forever. <laughs> right, 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 exactly, exactly. Well, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode. You can catch us every Wednesday morning live on all of the social media platforms. So I, I'm starting to lose track how many we're on. The what YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn. These episodes here air um, every Wednesday on everything except Apple, just, just because it won't work for some reason. Um, but join us live and ask questions. And sometimes your questions help spur episode for the podcast, like some of the previous ones that we've done, join us and ask questions, come hang out and chat with us. And, um, we, we have fun. We have a good group that joins us every, every Wednesday. Yeah. They're a nice group of people. Seriously. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody and catch us next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to when go speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.